morning, good morning. Happy New Year. Glad you are here and hanging out and talking. This has been a great year of relationship building for us personally, people new in the church and people who've been here a few years. It's been a great year of relationship building. I feel like we're closer this after looking at the year, I feel like we're closer as a church family than we were a year ago. That is a good thing. Amen. Amen. Let me give you a couple of announcements. Since we're so close and want to hang out so much, let's hang out this week together. Specifically, this is the week of our prayer and fasting. We do this every year. We are a praying and a fasting people. We are a praying and a fasting church. Not all churches do this, but we do. I believe it's a biblical mandate, not a suggestion. It's talked about 50 times in the Bible, but all that pales in comparison to my Savior Jesus who prayed and fasted and his disciples did. Amen. So I want to encourage you to start off your year and hear from God. Your, your, my life would not, I wouldn't be here for sure, but my life would be totally different if I had never learned, actually been forced to as an intern. Um, you're, we always force prayer and fasting with, with young men because they'll never do it. <laughs> uh, be forced to prayer and fast and learn the joy of living on the Lord. And not on your normal life and your normal intake, whether that's physical food or information. Like I'm kind of an information junkie. Okay, give me 20 minutes of Fox News. Give me 20 minutes of ESPN. And, oh, man, I'm doing good. I need. I put all that aside. You hopefully will be able to put all that aside. So take out your phones right now. Take a picture of this right here. If you're not on Facebook or whatever, take a picture of it. Zoom in, take a picture. So it will be every night. 6.30 here at the church for one hour. We start on time. We end on time. Okay, we'll be done at 7.30. There is no child care. If for some reason you want to bring a child, um, I'm not going to bring like five. That would blow up the prayer meeting. But if you bring one who like that has a tablet, that's no big deal. We've done that before. So every night, Monday through Friday, 6.30 at the church, we will still have our men's uh, Wednesday morning. We do that every week. Wednesday morning at 6.30, and then there will be one Saturday. It'll be the last one, the 11th, this Saturday. It'll be 9 a.m. I encourage you, if you are a church member here, if this is your home, so what I want to challenge you with, I want to challenge you. Everybody's challenging everyone this year for workouts and food and eating, and two weeks Costco wanted me to buy all the chocolate in their store. Now when I walked in on Saturday, all they got is vitamins. I don't know what they're, this, it's a tumultuous relationship we have. So I want to challenge you to, to commit to pray and fast something this week. Spend a day. I know you have to work, many of you. You spend a day with the Lord and then commit to pray and fast something this week and come one time at least to one, to one prayer meeting. We have people that come to every single one, but to do that. Amen? Amen. All right. So let me ask you a question. What people that came last year, did the Lord come? Where are you last year? People... Did the Lord, uh uh-huh, I didn't do that. Did the Lord come last year and visit us? Did he visit us? This is not some hyperbole, our duty. We serve the living God and he visits us when we focus and put our whole heart to seeking him. All right, so that is the big week going on this week. And it'll be on Facebook and other places. And then the second announcement, we want you to save the date. Uh, I should not have done a food picture right after I messed that up. That's on me. I, I messed that up. Prayer and fasting and a picture of bagels. My fault. All volunteer training and breakfast. It will be Saturday, January 25th, 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Put it on your calendars. Take a picture of it and set it. 
will be here 9 a.m. for an hour-ish to eat, to hang out, and to do training, as just as a church body, uh, leadership training, starting off our year. That is the two announcements. All right. Well, you see that the, net, the notes look a little different. I know many of you who love blanks. Y'all are sore upset right now. <laughs> there are no blanks. Only a few times of the year I do this, I t- and next week there'll be blanks. Don't worry, nothing's changing. <laughs> but I just wanted to talk to you. I was thinking about a specific word this week and a specific um, heart condition and philosophy for success this year. I mean, everyone's talking about this plan and that, and my wife took the kitchen table yesterday, and she wrote these books, and she's going to do it like this and do that. She's, an or- she's a planner, right? I mean, she's got a diagram out and all that. I'm not. I didn't even know where the kitchen table was. No, I'm joking. She's just got all kind of stuff. And then, of course, she's excited. So what do I need? Come and look at this plan. It was so confusing. I really didn't even know what was going on. I knew there were scriptures in Bible reading. I'm, what? Okay, and you're going to do this? And you sure you can pull this off? And she's got all of these plans. She's a planner. That's great. Praise God we love planners. Without you guys, the world would fall into chaos. But I've been thinking about just one specific word and a heart condition we're going to talk about today for success this year. Plans are important. If you don't plan to, to plan, you're going to plan to fail. You've got to have plans. You've got to have visions. You've got to be clear. We have a clear vision that we function here at this church and all those things. But you have to have the right heart and attitude to do anything, right? So I want you to go to Joshua 21. We're going to walk through some scriptures and just hopefully leave today with one focus, one statement. It actually is one word I want you to remember. Joshua 21. Let me set this up. Joshua has been leading a long time. Remember when he had underneath Moses for many years? Moses dies. They cross, they cross um, the Jordan into the promised land. Seven years of war to take all the different areas. It was easy on the other side of the Jordan for the few tribes, but remember the tribes had to cross with the other tribes and and battle with them and take over all this land. You always are working with your brothers and sisters in the Lord to do what God's called you to do. You never can do it alone. Did you know that those tribes had to have the other tribes to do what God had called them to do? We'll read that here. So this is what has happened, and now it's done. Seven years, a year of fulfillment, or the the number of perfection. The number of rest, we know that's all throughout the Bible. So this is Joshua 21, 43. So the Lord gave to Israel all the land of which he had sworn to give to their fathers, and they took possession of it and dwelt in it. The Lord gave them rest all around according to all that he had sworn to their fathers, and not a man of all their enemies stood against them. The Lord delivered all their enemies into their hand. Not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel, all came to pass. Say amen. Oh, it came to pass. So this is the picture. It's completed. It's the, the rest has happened. Everything that they were trusting in God for, everything that they put their physical lives in God's hands. This was war, right? They put their physical well-being, their family's well-being, everything they had, not just financially, not just their time, everything in God's hands, he had brought it to pass. So this is the picture of the way 
Joshua 22 starts. Now, I'm going to read this in the ESV because I have a specific word that I want to use. It's Joshua 22, 1 through 5. So we finished chapter 21, 22, 1. Let's look at it right here. At that time, Joshua summoned the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. So those are the three tribes they had crossed. They had been fighting seven years. Seven years for land that wasn't their land. Seven years for somebody they may not really even see much again. They're going back to the other side of Jordan, miles away. Seven years of their life. Because that's what the word of the Lord commanded through Moses. So they were going to do it. And they... and said to them, you have kept all that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded, and you have obeyed my voice in all that I have commanded you. Whoa. Not only did you obey the big Moses, but even when he was gone, you were humble enough and you served enough to be with me at the changing of the guards. When one generation of Christians died off and you loved that generation, you were still there serving. That is why you honor people who are older in the Lord. You always honor them because they've been doing it longer. You have not forsaken your brothers these many days down to this day. Like I said, seven years. These many days down to this day. But you have been careful to keep the charge of the Lord your God. And now the Lord your God has given you rest to your brothers, and he promised as he promised them. Therefore, turn and go to your tents in the land where your possession lies, which Moses, a servant of the Lord, gave you on the other side of the Jordan. Here is a life change. Here is we don't have to go back and forth and fight. We don't have to put our families in the fortified cities. They use those city of refuge uh, to keep their families in while they were fighting. Numbers 32. You don't have to do that anymore. It's time to enjoy the promised land God has given you. This is really a picture of salvation, isn't it? Isn't it? Joshua means salvation of God. It's Yeshua. It's the closest thing to Jesus really in the Hebrew. So I'm not going to be here anymore. Joshua's getting ready to to die in the next chapter. I'm not going to be here. The centralized focus of everything is is not going to be here. You're going to be on your own a lot more. Only be very careful to observe the commandment of the, of the law that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you to love the Lord your God and to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments. Let me stop there before we get to our main word. Wait a minute. Love the Lord your God. That sounds so familiar like it's the greatest commandment, right? Because it is. I didn't realize even in this until I studied Joshua often quotes the Deuteronomy statement, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, which is the greatest commandment Jesus quotes in the New Testament, right? Jesus is going to quote that. And I realized, oh, people of God, you hear the echo of the, the greatest commandment throughout their life. Joshua, the military man, quotes this often throughout his life. To love the Lord your God and to walk in all his ways, and to keep his commandments, and to cling to him. To cling to him, and to serve him with all your heart, and with all your mind, and your soul. It's a paraphrase of the greatest commandment. I've been thinking about that word cling. Your Bible in the New King James may say to hold fast. 
It means to stick together. The King, the, that's the New King James is hold fast. The King James is cleave. It's the same word to be married. To, to cling to the Lord, to, to get a hold of him and not let go is the picture there. And I've been thinking, you know, if I had a philosophy for success, that would be it. There's, there's ideology, there's plans, and there's all these things you're doing this year for physical success, for financial success. But if I thought about success that dominates and controls everything else, it's clinging to the Lord. Just getting a hold of clinging to Him. Let's look at this a little bit. So we see that before the commandment to cling to the Lord, you see they're faithful with other people. You notice that? You know, before I learned to hear from the Lord, I had to learn to listen to Mama. Y'all, y'all, y'all had to do that too, right? And Daddy, yeah. Even the teacher. Even the, you had to listen to the neighbors. Like, you know, everybody with neighbors and friends. You know, and you kind of knew. And you had to listen to the parents, usually, to, of them. You had to learn first to listen to them. Then you would grow in maturity. This is the same picture of the children of Israel. First they listen to Moses. Then they listen to Joshua. Then there's seven years listening to all the war and the commands and all the different military strategies. Now they say, okay, I want you to learn to cling to the Lord. There's several scriptures here that represent this throughout the Bible. I just want to look at a couple of them. Psalm 119, 30 and 31. Look at this. I have chosen the way of truth. Your judgments I have laid before me. I cling to your testimonies. O Lord, do not put me to shame. I cling to your testimonies. You know, this is a church of clingers. That's a good thing. Now, I have a bunch of kids. Kids are by nature, what? Clinging. God, get off of me. Can't even breathe. But if we think about that in spiritual terms, that's the picture God wants us to have, where he's, we're clinging to him, we're hanging to him. I say we have a bunch of uh, clingers in this church to the Lord. That's a wonderful thing. I was thinking about, there's a guy in our church, and every couple of weeks, he sends me, hey, what is this? A, que- a very difficult question. Let me preface it with that. A hard question about the Bible. Uh, what about this? And this seems to be a contradiction. What about that? What about this? Every couple of weeks, I get one. And this is not like, oh, I can answer this in two minutes. This is like, oh, I got to go study. It's good for me. It's good for me. Every few weeks, he's sending me one. I got one on Tuesday. That's the holidays. Sending me stuff on holiday. Oh, it was hard, too. I didn't, I haven't answered it yet. I'm going to tell you. I said next week. Do you know what he's doing? He's clinging. He gets in his word and he says, Lord, I'm going to cling to the testimonies of God. And when he gets to one he's not sure about, he calls me or tech, he emails me. I don't have the answer. I just Google it usually. That's <laughs> no, not true. He's clinging. People that get here earlier involved, you know what they're doing? They're clinging. We're supposed to be clinging to him, clinging to his people. The picture here is they cling to each other and they cling to the Lord. Let's look at one more scripture in Romans. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. 
cling to what is good. Now, it ends with cling to what is good. Now, what's the next statement? It goes right into with people. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continually steadfastly in prayer. What's this week coming up? Prayer and fasting. I will see all of you at some point this week. So the people of Israel, this is what's going on. They head back to their tribes. They have this clinging to the Lord mentality. And then Joshua is going to get to the very end of his life in Joshua 23. So let's go there. Joshua 23, verse 8. Let's look at the ESV also, because cling is the whole point of this text. But you shall, so he gets to the end of his life. He gets to the end of his kind of his last will and testament, and here he says again, but you shall cling to the Lord your God just as you have done to this day. You've been doing it. I want you to keep doing it. For the Lord has driven out before you great and strong nations, and as for you, no man has been able to stand before you to this day. O man, one man of you puts a flight to a thousand, since it is the Lord your God who fights for you, just as he promised you. Be very careful, therefore, to love the Lord your God. Wait a minute. Did I say he says that over and over again? Again, He's just a clinger also. That's what Joshua is. And he's repeating in his mind over and over, I'm going to love the Lord my God. I'm going to love the Lord. I'm going to cling to him. For if you turn back, and what does that word say? And what? Cling to the remnant of the nations remaining among you and make marriages with them that you ought, so that you associate with them and they with you. So this is the thing about clinging. It's never a neutral. You cling to the Lord your God and to God the relationships, or you cling to something else. This is what we have to know about ourselves. We're all clingers by nature. All of us are going to get a hold of a social group, are going to get a hold of a group of people, are going to get a hold of a genre of movies or books, or we're going to cling to something, right? So he says, put that scripture back up, that last text again. For if you turn back and cling to the remnant of these nations remaining among you and get in bad relationships. I know there are some single people, some married people in the room. I want to encourage you, unmarried people. The direction of your life, the direction of your life will be determined by who you spend it with. I implore you, out of love and by the mercies of God, only get in relationships with Christians who love God, who cling to Him. Only get in relationships with people who truly are not only love God, but are sold and surrendered to the things of God and the Word of God. Amen? Amen. We suffer harm after harm after brokenness and brokenness and hurt and pains and families and everything. Why? Because this scripture is not heeded. It's for the love of the love of God says, listen to this. 
I want you to listen to this. Relationships that are ungodly will destroy you. doesn't matter your age. They will destroy you. So heed it. Even though it's just this little remnant, don't cling to them, their ways, their idols, or anything around you. So that you associate with them and they with you. That's highly relational. Highly relational. The reason is, this is why. For seven years, they were, they were forced almost into the relationships with each other and godly people. They were at war. There's just no way around it. You're always together. You're fighting an enemy. They were forced to have godly relationships. We should force young people to have godly relationships. I pick my kids' friends, <laughs> mostly. And now he's saying, listen, it's not forced anymore. You're grown, you're mature. So remember, this is the, this is the new rudder of your life, and it will direct you. So we went camping a couple days ago. It was wonderful and horrible. That's just the way it is with a bunch of kids. It was wonderful misery. Is that, can you say that? A hyphenated maybe? It was wonderful misery because we have five children. They're young, and it's great, and they love it. But our two-year-old, Abby, um, who loved and is adventurous and wonderful and happy, went really bad for bedtime. I mean bad six ways, like get out the holy water. She was crying, and she said she wanted to go home, even though we're all, like, sleeping, like, nine inches apart. Like, we're all right here in a camper. Aren't you loving this? I want to go home, and I want to get in my bed, and uh, my bed, my bed. No, 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 we're going to sleep here. And she's crying and freaking out. It totally threw us. We didn't know. Don't feel sorry for her. We're the ones who didn't sleep. (laughs) Pity her. Pity this. I'm sorry, I wasn't. <laughs> She's a good sleeper. And I mean, she its she kept everyone else up. Even the nine-year-old Ben's like, oh, God, please. He's hanging his head, his arm down, trying to comfort her from the top bunk. Please sleep. Okay, again, pity us, <laughs> not her. She sleeps and eats. We, she has the best life ever and plays. Someone's taking care of her right now and probably throwing animal crackers in her mouth. Pity her? Goodness. Y'all need to pray. Goodness. Okay, I have a story. Focus. So the second night, I'm like, we can't do this. It's just like two hours of crying. Then she would be done crying. She would just talk and moan, and and everyone's up, and everyone's trying to keep the little baby down, and she just is so loud, and you can hear everything. So I said, okay, I'm going to lay down with her, and I'm just going to lay there until she goes to sleep. So I get in the bed, and she's like, you lay with me? Yes, yes, I'm going to lay with you. You just... Pat your back. I'm gonna lay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna lay. Okay. Okay. Shh. 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 Sh. And she. It's dark because we're trying to keep it dark in there. And the little. And I'm crammed in there in this little five foot eleven um, bed. And we're crammed in there. I'm trying to hold her like this. And she can't see anything. So she. She feels my face. It's you, Daddy. Yes. It's me. Yeah. I'm Daddy. Yeah. It's you. It's you. Yes. Yes. Okay. She gets down to my, my, my shirt, and she goes. And she grabs me like this. I'm about to get choked or something. I don't know what's going on. And she's holding my shirt with the strongest little fingers. I thought she was going to rip my shirt. 
She's holding me like this. I said, what are you doing? Let me quote her, lest I mess it up. I not want you to go away, Daddy. Don't feel sorry for her. Stop. What's wrong with you? This is the third admonishment. I am admonishing you as a pastor. Stop on. Don't feel sorry for her. I not want you to go away. And I thought, I'm going to end the service. (laughs) And I thought, now there is someone who understands what clinging is. There is what we need to learn. That's what we need to learn. Where we grab a hold. That's you, Lord. Yes, that's you right there. There you are in the prayer closet. There, There you You know, I don't just walk in and step into the glory of God. It just comes down. Uh, uh. That's not me, and that's not none of you. I get up, and I put on coffee. I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to seek you. I'm going to cling. Get in. Oh, Lord, let me get on my face. I got got to do that, too. Lord, that's you. That's you. And when you know it's him. And you get in the presence of the Lord and you got through that second or third song and you've prayed and fasted two or three days. And you finally got to the place where you're at peace and rest and you know you can hear from the Lord. And you say, "Okay, now. I'm not letting go. Amen. I'm not letting go because right here I'm next to the father. That is how you're successful in life. That's the only way I know, and I'm going to tell you, that seems to be the only way. You just get a hold of it. you got to know this is it. This is it. And you grab a hold and you say, Lord, I'm not going to let go. I'm not going to let go. This is why we do prayer and fasting. This is why we go to church and say, Lord, I'm going to get in your presence. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to get focused on you. It's your time. It's your day. I'm going to get a hold of you. This week, I'm going to get a hold of you in my personal time. I'm going to get a hold of you in, in areas I don't understand. I'm going to get a hold of you. And one last thing. It's back in Joshua 22 when we started. That's going to help us a lot. Something I want to do this year. I want to cling to him. Verse 22, 6. He gives them all these commands, but before he, he loves these people, right? He's fought with these people. He's lived with these people, Joshua. Before he leaves them, before there's a really a separation and they're going to go to their side of, of the Jordan, he wants to do something. So Joshua blessed them and sent them away, and they went to their tents. He blessed them. He didn't want to just give them commands. He wanted a relationship. He wanted, to, he wanted them to know how much he loved them and how much they meant to him in their faithfulness. Taylor, you can come up. So you've got a bunch of blanks on your piece of paper there. And this is what I want you to do for the next few minutes. Just say, you know what? It's a new year. I want to cling. What does it look like for you?
to clean this year? What area do you want to cling to the Lord in? Say, okay, Lord, I want to really grab a hold of you in this area this year in, in a way I haven't before. So you're going to spend just a few minutes with the Lord, and you're going to write down, okay, these are the areas and the ways I want to cling to the Lord. Now, I would encourage you, put it in your Bible. Read it this week and look at it and talk to the Lord. So just spend a few minutes as we uh, hear some worship and you and the Lord and I'm on these texts. we can have confidence in doing this is because of Joshua 21 45 if it was just me <laughs> I'm in trouble but that's not the way this worked that's not why the children of Israel were successful 
Yes, they were faithful. There was all these things. But the reason, the reason for their success was this scripture. Not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel. All came to pass. Come on. All came to pass. You can cling to him because he will fulfill and never let you go. He'll fulfill every word spoken to you. He'll fulfill every scripture you know. He will fulfill every promise. Every single one he will fulfill. Amen? So we can have great confidence. Let's sing this one more time with this scripture in our mind. All came to pass. All came to pass. Well, let's pray together and sing. Yes, Lord. All came to pass. You will be faithful to every issue, to every problem, to every word you've spoken to us. You will fulfill it, God. You are not a man that you can lie. You are faithful in all things. Lord, you have betrothed us. You have wed us, Lord, and you are not unfaithful. We are your church, your people, through the shed blood of Jesus. That is a covenant that cannot be broken. God, all will come to pass in our life. We sing it. We celebrate it. We live on it. Yes, Lord. Come on, worship Him. All will come to pass. All will come to pass. as he blessed the people Numbers 6 23 this is the way you shall bless the children of Israel say to them Lord as we say these words we thank you that we can say them with such confidence because of the blood with such confidence because of what you have done the Lord bless you the Lord keep you the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, we say it. And everyone said, amen and amen. God bless you. Have a great day.